0: When I first heard about Pavel Pavlovsky's newest film, Cold War, I got really, really excited. In 2015, his film, Ida, won the best foreign language film at the Oscars. And Cold War, his film this year, has been collecting a lot of awards already. He's got 11 of them across the U.S. and European film festival circuits. And it recently won consideration for Best Foreign Language Film category for this year's, the 91st Academy Awards. Honestly, I feel like Stefan from SNL.
1: This film has it all. A passionate love story, foreign language dialogue, black and white cinematography, all in the backdrop of the Cold War in the 1950s in Poland, Berlin, Yugoslavia,
0: and Paris. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Today we're immersing ourselves in Pawlowski's film Genius. But first grab that Polish vodka, lift your glasses with us. I'm Kaylee, she's Stefan, excuse me, Tuesday, <laughs> and this is Whiskey and Popcorn. beautiful scenery of the Cold War. This film tells the story of a man and a woman who meet in the ruins of post-World War II Poland. And we open with a very distinctive shot of a small Polish village. And there's almost this documentarian feel to it. And, you know, indeed, the story actually begins with some ethnomusicologists going around the countryside collecting audio recordings of the various folk songs of the region's. And it's all in an effort to collect that heritage of Poland. Uh, The music, the dance, the folk clothing, they're all brought to this school where the best of the best are trained in Polish culture. During the hunt for all of this, uh, the ethnomusicologists discover Zula, who is played by Joanna or Joanna Kulig. Her unique voice and stage presence really captures their attention and she is brought on as a student into the school. And that's where she meets Victor, played by Thomas Kott, And they begin this love affair that is this very much codependent, Romeo and Juliet-style relationship that just goes spiraling out of control. Now, Victor is
1: determined to escape communistic country, and he wants to take Zula with him, of course... Now, eventually, he does get away, but Zula only escapes after some years have passed. The time that passed between them has truly changed them, and their relationship becomes increasingly unstable, and what they want begins to diverge. Mm-hmm. So, overall, I liked it. I really did. At first, I didn't really know where it was going. Yeah. my My feeling was okay, we're collecting songs, we're running a school and now we're in love. But then it really started to come together for me in the second half. And to me, it almost felt like a dichotomy. We had beautiful and sad. We had love and loss. We had a war's end, but continued boundary lines.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. This film, well, it it very much like Ida, which I remember just being riveted to that film, which was also done in black and white, also set in a specific time period, what I can say about Cold War is that it had that same richness. And this is just really a skill of Pavlovsky as a director, um, as a storyteller. And, you know, this film, just like Ida, was beautifully and meticulously crafted and it was like a beautiful a crash because we see this relationship between Zula and Victor and they're just orbiting each other and coming together and when they come together like it's really hot and heavy but it's so dysfunctional in Uh many ways even at the beginning it just felt very dysfunctional because she's way younger than him and even their goals at the beginning are divergent and yet they're still attracted to each other. There's something that they keep coming back to. It's like this mag- magnetism between them. It just they can't resist each other. N- nor do I think that even
1: they know what what keeps them coming back. Exactly. It's so
0: interesting to watch. Which is funny because, like, in some ways, this movie was hard to watch to see the the communist countries and how rough it was, uh, and then paralleled that with the the free countries, the Western countries that. We're not under the iron curtain, you know, seeing what was possible. But I think what this film did well was show how it's not necessarily great on either side of that iron curtain. Like, eventually, when Zula does break away and she starts living with Victor in Paris, it's hard work still. Things are not easy. You don't get food easily. you got to really hustle to make money, where... You know, in those communist places, maybe you didn't really have to worry about money because nobody had money, you know. And in the in her uh, situation, the state was taking care of her, even though it wasn't ideal. But it was just such a beautiful film to watch, but the story itself was fascinating.
1: I agree that we're starting to get this kind of feel for Pawlowski's movies. It, it kind of reminds me of, you always know when you're watching a Yorgos Lanthimos mm-hmm. film, and having Ida and now this, we, we kind of know what his niche is, and I appreciate that niche that he's in. You know, some of the more artsy films, they they can drag or even be boring in a lot of ways, but this film had just enough that it never felt slow at all the film went so quick and I mean I even learned a lot of stuff about Polish folk dance and music (laughs) and, and I liked it
0: oh yeah I just I love 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 the music in this film I love that traditional Polish music it's almost got that Bulgarian Women's chant. It's very similar, but instead of singing in Bulgarian, they're singing in Polish. But they share kind of that musical culture, and it's just gorgeous. But what was interesting about this film is that Zula gets an opportunity to take these folk songs that she has been performing for years. And kind of give them this updated twist, updated for her time period. This peasant style music comes across as sort of like this swanky, jazzy, smoky crooning style music that uh, you hear in like jazz clubs. And it's just, it's so beautiful. And uh, here's just a little taste of what she sounds like. Co płakały we dnie w nocy. Oj, oj, oj. Czarne oczka, co płaczecie, że się spotkać nie możecie, że się spotkać nie możecie so you can hear it's just smoky and sultry and just ooh so good I loved it I loved it but we also got to just talk about the visuals in this film again like we said eat out black and white cold war is also done in black and white and um, the only time I kind of lamented the fact that it was in black and white is that those Polish folk costuming I know are beautifully colored and I was like oh I wanted to see that but the costuming is not necessarily a focus of this film, so uh, that's all right. But you know, Pawlowski is just a master at using black and white film.
1: Oh, and black and white cinematography can be done well, and it can be done well, not well. And this film had to be in black and white. I don't think it would have portrayed the time period correct in color and the kind of monochromatic—that's I mean, kind of how the feel was. There was not these huge ups and downs. It was just very mellow, black, gray, and uh, i it was so appropriate for the film.
0: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, there, there's another foreign film out this year. It's also done in black and white. Uh, you might have heard about it, Roma. And that film is also getting a lot of award buzz and did well at the Golden Globes. It took uh, the globe home for a uh, foreign film. But I think Pawlowski understands how to use black and white as a medium. You know, he understands the lighting and the shadows, the contrast and how that will set the mood for each scene. I mean, very much like a photographer or, or an artist, You know, he understands the medium instead of a filmmaker just playing with black and white, which is how I felt Caron's Roma came off as. Like, it was an attempt to use black and white, but I don't think he really mastered what you can do with black and white.
1: Well, followers of this podcast know our opinions on Roma, (laughs) so we can keep it there. But there are two things. Uh, One, I don't think we're alone in our feelings on this film, And not even in its native country. I mean, this movie has just been grabbing up awards like a shoplifter. (laughs) And two, in some of the scenes, our main woman, Zula, looks legitimately exactly like a blonde Emma Stone. And then in others, looks nothing like her. And I couldn't figure it out what was about her facial structure or what it was. But there's certain situations where I'm like, is that Emma Stone? And then in other ones where I'm like, she doesn't look like any other current actress that I see out there at all.
0: Oh, yeah. Kulig is just gorgeous. And her acting was mesmerizing. When she was on the screen, you just you wanted to look at her. Oh, you stared at her. Yeah. She would steal it. Even when she wasn't dolled up, like there's plenty of scenes where she's just kind of like, you know, the countryside girl. And yet. It was in her eyes. Again, that magnetism mm-hmm. that you just were like, zoom right in there with her.
1: Yeah, she has that something. She's that it girl. <laughs> so, before we wrap this up, Kaylee, what would you recommend drinking
0: with this movie? Mm. Well, I think the obvious drink of choice would be vodka. But uh, I actually see this movie as something more of like a dark, rich perhaps a little bit of a sharp red wine mm, okay. something like seven deadly zins or maybe 19 crimes and it's because this movie it's just it's dark it's complex it's moody and it just begs for a re- deep red glass of wine <laughs> <laughs> plus i mean these jazz club scenes in paris just make me think vino okay what about you
1: I'm going to stick with some Polish vodka. <laughs> um, I remember my parents telling me about when they visited Russia, and the first day they were there, they were actually offered room temperature vodka at 10 in the morning. Mm. And that is exactly what I picture with this movie completely.
0: <laughs> Just straight up, huh? Oh, straight up, no messing around. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's going to take paint off the wall. <laughs>
1: Keep your thirst sated by subscribing. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And of course, stay up to date on what movies are worth your money.
0: And also you can stay in the know about all things movies by visiting our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you at the movies.